Ginger on ginger, ginger on ginger, Jacob has red hair, so does Alex. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Ginger on Ginger, the show where two redhead comedians choose a word, phrase, or concept and then talk about it through our gingery lens. I'm Jacob Godby. And I'm Alex Tate. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space, so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcasts in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Hi, Alex. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I am tired. How are you? I'm good. I'm also tired, but happy. Hooray. Wonderful. Did you do anything exciting with your week? Yeah. I We recorded Texas Sean. Friend of the pod, Texas Sean, came up from Austin and recorded his part of the Mrs. Ghost debut album. There you go. I mean, that's yeah. a big, uh, that's a big week. It is. Yeah. Kind of fulfilling a childhood dream. So he, uh, he came up, we did, I took two days off and then worked the rest of the week. But, um, the person recording us, Kurt took off a few more days than that. And, uh, between the two of them, I think they both spent 36 hours in the studio in four days. That's a long time. That's a long time to just like be creative. Yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. Sean had two 12-hour days in the studio, and it's a it's a little different because it's uh, you know the songs are already written and stuff. We didn't really have any wiggle room to like mess around or really try anything new. Like, but it's a lot of like making decisions really quickly. Right, right, right. And I would uh, I have no idea, but I imagine quite a bit of repetition is involved. Oh, so much! I think I nailed one bass part for a song on like take 19 or something like that. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. And I have to go back. Cause we only finished Sean's parts. Uh, the, he was, we were slamming, like going as fast as we could. And we, and we still only finished Sean's parts. So I'll be in the studio again for the next two or three weeks, probably finishing up my parts before it gets mixed and then mastered. And I don't know, probably come out like February of next year. Oh, there you go. This just is like an insight into how long this takes. Yeah, yeah. Sean and I have been in a band for two years this month. I think I think I think that I when, you know, I'm like, get in the studio, ship that thing out, yep, and yep. give me my music, you know, for like the artists I like and stuff like that. And then oh, it's yeah. like, oh, it takes a long ass time. <laughs> some some bands and artists and singers can can do that because they can just buy songs from others, you know how that goes. Um, right, right, yeah. So when it when it seems like this is like, you know, when it seems like Dua Lipa has an album out every year, that's because uh, she doesn't necessarily co-write all of her songs. But Sean and I wrote all of these songs and it, uh, yeah, it takes a long time. Right, right. But this is, uh, this is exciting. Yeah. And this uh, much more sustainable way of making music is driving up to Rattlesnake two or three times a week to <laughs> go record. Right. Yeah, totally. It's uh, not, uh, it's not going to kill you. Yeah. Then I went, so... I'll just put my week into perspective for people. Right? Yeah. You stayed in my apartment last Friday night and last yep. Saturday night. Yep. And then Karsten stayed in my apartment that Saturday night. Then I had Sunday where no one was in my apartment. And then Texas Sean and our friend Hannah stayed in my apartment Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night. Then Friday I woke up and did work, hopped in a car with my sister, went to Spokane to see Jimmy World and Taking Back Sunday, stayed at an Airbnb with Aubrey and Karsten, then came back yesterday 
And finally today is the first day I have just like laid on the couch and done nothing. I actually watched Dirty Work for the first time today. I don't know what that is. It's a movie with Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang. (laughs) Okay. It doesn't work as a movie, I don't think, but it does work as like an exercise in like anti-comedy. Like Norm is... His, he's so uninterested in being a leading man in a movie. Um, and that, it kind of works because he just delivers lines like he could not care less. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's kind of Norm's whole thing. Yeah, they say the Norm's word whore thing. so many times in the movie. Like, that's the punchline for so many things. They basically, they create like a revenge for hire service. And uh, yeah, he just... <laughs> They say whore so many times. Like, that becomes the punchline in the movie. Oh, look at all these whores. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can hear Norm say that in <laughs> yeah. my head. I can't do a good Norm impression, but I can hear it. Yeah, it really falls apart. I, I, he's supposed to have, like, a love interest, and they only talk, like, three times in the movie, and it's really weird. And, and you know, it's that kind of, like, shoehorned into the fun hijinks. But the hijinks are pretty good. Like, when the hijinks get going, they do a good job. And it was directed, of all people, by Bob Saget. <laughs> Yeah, wow. Bob Saget. Bob Saget, um, everybody. Saget, depending on where you're at. I, do you remember when you first learned what like Bob Saget's stand-up was yeah. about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, it's a far cry from America's Funniest Home Videos. And I just want to say, I know that people love Bob Saget and America's Funniest Home Videos, but I am a Tom Bergeron fan because Tom doesn't do the stupid, annoying voices in every video. America's Funniest Home Videos is like possibly the greatest show to ever air on television. It's so easy to watch. It's like the easiest thing to watch on the planet. Um, And I will say I watched a lot more Tom Bergeron episodes than I did Bob Saget episodes. So you're kind of on my side just because we're the age that Tom Bergeron was hosting. You know, Bob Saget was hosting when we were like being birthed (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and you know yeah i was like six when bob saget was on i would get actively disappointed when i'd go to abc family to watch afv and it was a bob saget episode which i i realize sounds blasphemous like i understand as a comedy nerd i should like bob saget more but man those voices yeah yeah they're really annoying and honestly the com i remember just thinking the comments in general were annoying Mm mm-hmm I remember just being like, just let the video speak for itself. It's someone hitting their nuts on a railing. Yeah, just, yeah, exactly. You know. It's a little kid smashing their dad's balls with a baseball bat. How is it like, it doesn't, you don't have to do the work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you're, you, well, this is the easiest job on the planet for you. And then you walk up to him <laughs> and go, you go, you just won $10,000. And they go, oh my God, I'm so glad he smacked me in the nuts. I went on a couple dates with a woman in Los Angeles who was an editor for AFV. Re- oh, that show's still on? Yeah, Carlton hosts it. What? Yeah, from the Fresh Prince. He's he's the host now. Oh my god! I gotta be oh. honest. I haven't watched any of it, but no. I mean, we've like transferred to we've ridiculousness. moved on to ridiculousness. Yep, exactly. Or a, Fail Army, which is what we want, where the videos do the work themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just compilations of people hurting themselves. I know a lot of people rag on ridiculousness, but sometimes, once in a blue moon, Rob and Stilo get on like a run where it's impossible to not laugh every once in a while. They just tap into something. Yeah. Especially Stilo. I could have that show just with Stilo and be uh, equally as happy. That'd be a good time. I remember when we were setting up Brooks Whelan for this podcast, I messaged him and was like, loved your episode of ridiculousness. 
<laughs> I didn't know that Stilo was controlling those videos until you pointed it out. And he was like, yeah, man, Stilo and I are friends now. That dude is rich, rich. Like he invited me to his house <laughs> and just like flew me out rich. And I was like, that's cool. <laughs> nice. I, I would watch it hosted by Brooks and Stilo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be the best. Anyway, so the word this week is ridiculousness. <laughs> there we go. We're trying to get that uh, sponsorship, trying to get the uh, crossover. I'm trying to get paid. Yeah, we're trying to get that paper. Um, no, this week is our patron episode where they get to choose because next week we have, weirdly enough, our first ginger guest to be on the pod. Yeah. Uh, it took us a while to find another ginger, but they are going to bring the subject next week. So we're doing the Patreon episode this week. And this week there was a three-way tie, which you broke, Alex. And so our word of the day is moss. It is moss. And what an inspired first, choice. Just want to thank everyone yeah, for that. <laughs> who the fuck? God damn. Fourth wave feminism to moss. Okay, this month it was stargazing, body hair, ska, which got zero votes. The people really don't want to hear ska. Uh, shadows, and then my favorite, switchblade combs and other weapon-based hairstyling products. Ah, uh, damn. How did I, that not win over moss? I got to do some research if we're doing that episode. Yeah, but okay. So I don't have a whole lot to say about Moss, but I did a cool thing in the woods this weekend, aka oh, yesterday. Before you tell this story, we could talk about the Hall of Moss, right? That's what it was called that we went to. Yeah, we did in, go. Uh, it was. I was adamant. That was something. This is when we were on tour. This is a um, a part of the Ho Rainforest on the Olympic Peninsula, and it was something I was adamant about going to if we were going to be that close to when me and Jacob were on tour in heavy quotations. Um, and because um, we didn't make any money doesn't mean we didn't drive around doing shows. <laughs> we we drove around and we did five, six shows. I can't I think remember. We did six shows across one month. Yeah, it was it was a loose. Uh, it was more of just a vacation with a tour attached. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was a fucking blast. Anyway, um, the whole rainforest gets on average what we saw it was like fourteen feet of rain a year. Hey, there are two days on average a year that it's not raining there. And we were there for one of those days, which was um, absolute insanity. It was it was gorgeous. And then we woke up in our tent and it had soaked through our rain fly. <laughs> yeah, it was raining. Then my dad's tent got moldy because we didn't dry it out. Anyway. Well, yeah, we went to the Hall of Moss. Absolutely gorgeous. It's just like trees absolutely overgrown with moss and like to the point it was that amazing. it's like a green tunnel. Yeah, it was it, so cool. And, and yeah, just growing up in a biome that doesn't have, you know, a ton of moss, uh, except like on, you know, riverbanks and stuff. It was very, very fun. to it just doesn't have a lot of water here, like at all. There's a, it's not a water rich place. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was cool. That's our moss story. I don't really have any others. Um, have you do you, have you taken a lichen to moss, Alex? Um, I was just going to say my only fun fact about lichen is that it's two organisms. Did you know in France it's pronounced Le Champ? Um, so I did a cool thing this weekend in the woods. And I thought I would tell you the story. Another Alex adventure story. All right. So these are historically some of our most listened to episodes because you get your Bozeman people who like hearing your adventure stories to listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I, along with two other people. Uh, biked around the Bridger mountain range here in Bozeman, the same Bridger range that I had my ridge debacle on. 
But this time we just stayed in the valleys and biked around them. Great name for a metal band, Ridge Debacle, but like math rock. Ridge Debacle? I think yeah. that's a stretch on that one. No, like they, if they do really nerdy riffs, that like like Fibonacci sequence riffs. And, yeah, gotcha. They like, they like apply math formulas to music and they don't sound like they sound technically good, but they're not fun to listen to. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's an aggressive listen. And at the same time, you're like, what time signature is this in? And they're like, fuck you. And you're like, oh. Exactly. Yeah, that's Ridge Debacle. He had yeah. one song on Guitar Hero, though, and that song blew up. And they give you they give you like a quadratic formula. They're like, here's the time signature, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was uh, 68 miles. Hey, one more, and uh, you know, it would have been. One it would have been cool. 68. I and it was like 68.4 <laughs> when I stopped. When you got and I to was the like, end, you were like, no, 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 we got to go another half mile. Yeah, but I uh, physically couldn't. I was shredded. We'll get there. Um. So the first like 20 miles were on road. And uh, pretty smooth sailing. We started early in the morning. I was all bundled up. It's chilly here. Um, oh, I should say three days ago, it snowed over a foot here. <laughs> and it snowed zero here in Missoula, which is fun. Uh, but the roads were clear and we were just biking. We had to bike up what's called Bridger Canyon Road, which is just up for 20 miles. Not up aggressively, but it is up for 20 miles. It's basically nice. um, you do nothing but gain altitude the entire time. Did you put a playing card on your spokes so it sounded like you were a motorcycle? It's very funny that you say that. No, but I had this uh, strap holding one of my water bottles to my fork. And um, that was uh, flipping in the sp- in the spokes, actually. So it, mm. that's it's kind of funny that you brought that up. Yeah. I changed it eventually, but for the first little bit, it was annoying the shit out of me. I should also s- start this story by saying you have often asked me do any of these stories go well Mm -hmm. i am trying to like pick out the things that went bad this was largely a good time good okay great excellent (laughs) yeah things went very well for 99.9 percent of this but i'll 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 tell you some of the funny things and at the end i tore my ball sack open (laughs) (laughs) i kind of felt like i did dude my taint has never hurt so bad in my life it's 10 hours on a bike seat that's Um, a feat too because you have you have compared your taint to a number of things raw meat one of them was i used to have a really tasteless one a while back i don't remember what it was but i can repeat it if you want me to it looked like the dmz was that what you said no it was the gaza strip (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) that's a good one and i stand by that joke that's a hilarious joke thank you i don't know um (laughs) okay so i have clip-on pedals and um i've been using them all summer all summer, I've been clipping in and out of these motherfuckers hundreds and hundreds of times. Something must have happened or I'm just an idiot. And I couldn't clip out of these things like at all during this journey. So like, I think it was six or seven times the absolute slowest, most comical falls would happen as I stop, try to balance, try to unclick my <laughs> shoe from the pedal and go, no, and fall over. That's funny. Um, and the first time it happened, I just shattered my sunglasses. My sunglasses were in my backpack <laughs> and I just shattered my sunglasses in my backpack. And I, we were like an hour into this. So I did nine hours on a bike with no eye protection. Um, my eyes have never been this dry or bloodshot in my life. Like it was Amazing. the stupidest shit in the world. Then we start over what's the part of the ride. There's like three parts. So the first part was Bridger Canyon Road. The second part and the most intense part is Flathead Pass. 
Okay. That is the lowest part of the Bridgers and easily the best part to get across the Bridgers. And it's like a four-wheel drive Jeep track mm. um, to get over it. So it's a little messy on a bike. Yeah, but it, it's like doable. And it's not like a single track, like hiking trail. Like sure, it's sure. like a, it's like a Jeep track. So that's why we picked it. And uh, we start going up and the snow starts getting intense and Ooh. deep. I don't think and, of bikes and snow happening at the same time. Yeah. It, and so we, I would say we biked 50% of it and walked 50% of it, like walking and pushing our bikes. After you fell over into the snow trying to get off your bike. Oh yeah. That happened four times <laughs> as I tried to bike through and then went, no, really slowly again and just tipped very slowly. <laughs> Meanwhile, my companions just laughed at me the entire time. Uh, They're like, look at him, look at him go. He can't get his feet out. Um, we came across one dude in a, in a, like a, like a Toyota Land Cruiser and then another family in like a Ford F-150 and they were like right in the middle of the road. And so we had to like get off our bikes and like walk around them. And they were like, hi guys. And we were like, Hey, how's it going? And he goes, Oh, I've had a really bad day. I've been stuck for a couple hours here until these people. And I was just like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I, I, I didn't ask you. Does that ever happen to you? <laughs> oh yeah. Well, you learn way more than you bargain for, especially when you go into like a, seems like, like at a department store, like a gas station, you'll just get someone's life story. You know, the cashier will be like, ah, how are you? And I'm like, oh, I'm good. And then I accidentally say, how are you? And they're like, well, we just had two people quit. My husband left. My kid's in the hospital. And I still yeah. had to come into work today. And I'm like, that is not your fault. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just today at work, I had the last customer I helped. I was like, how's your weekend? And he was like, pretty bad. I ha- I got to I got a bunch of homeless family members trying to hit me up for a place to stay. I don't know what to do about it. Plus, my hip hurts really bad. And I was like, oh, <laughs> my God. And then he had the balls. I asked him that first. Then he had the balls to ask me, how was your weekend? Yeah. And I was like, pretty fucking good. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> a lot better than yours. Yeah. Things are going pretty good. I'm pretty yeah. happy. So you didn't have to help this person get unstuck. They were already being helped. They were being helped. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Thank but God. I, they had right. the toe straps out and the max. Could you imagine or... having helping like dig someone out and get them unstuck and then continuing on? Like, well, what? it was more like it, I thought about that. I did. I had a lot of time in my own head. I thought, and I was like, what would have happened is he would have been stuck, and us three would have gone. Um, that sucks and left. <laughs> sure. <laughs> what are we going to do? I, I know. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do anything, dude. Yeah, just call someone at the end, I guess. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no cell service. Like we're back here. As soon as we turned onto this pass, like we were pretty, we, we had a little discussion. We're like, how's everyone feeling? Everyone was like, good, let's do it. Because as soon as we get on this pass, we are basically committed until we get over the pass or we'll have to turn around and come down. But both choices will be sucky. You know, like, so then we get to the top, super windy, super like triumphant. Like most of it is downhill from here because we went up through Bridger Canyon and we went up through Flathead Pass. So we're like, this should essentially be the end of the the climbs. Yeah, there might be little climbs from here on out, but there should be nothing major. Yeah. And it took forever. Our pace was so slow because we were just pushing bikes up this. What time did you start? We started at 7 a.m. and we got done at 5.30. That's not bad. It was like at least all of the daytime. Yes. Yeah. 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 And um, just it, not that it matters, but the sun just like followed us. Like the sun was on our side of the mountains in the morning. And then when we crossed over to the other side of the mountains, it like it was the sun was on that side of the mountains. So were you looking into it the whole time with no sunglasses on? 
No, but it was like at an angle the entire time, like close <laughs> to me looking into sure. it the entire time. And my eyes are just so dry and fucking oh, yeah. shitty. And I'm just falling over every 10 seconds. <laughs> then yep. we have to start going down this pass. And we thought that was going to be the easiest part, easiest part. And it was the worst part of the whole trip. Fun. It was so gnarly. I don't understand how they, if I was on a full suspension mountain bike with no snow, um, I don't know how that would have gone. Like, I think that would have been ridiculously hard in those conditions. And the fact that there, I was on a bike with zero suspension and there was tons of snow. Like we just, we were walking down these like melting rivers Ooh. and our feet were just like soaking wet. And it was like Ooh. the only place to walk. We were just like walking down this melting snow for about like two or three miles. But when you're like, when you have a bike on you and stuff like that, and I'm in bike shoes, like they're not meant to be walked in. Yeah, it was that was easily the suckiest part. One of the people I was with, she started hurting really bad. She has some ankle problems and her shin was all her shin got all messed up. She had a a wee bit of a cry on there, um, which is good. Let it out. Yep. But uh, she's she's stuck with it. I mean, and at this point, like she has to stick with it. Like we're way too committed. Sure. But uh, then we finally get down off this pass start biking and i think i'm feeling good i don't understand you know how like i'm feeling really good i'm really eating a lot and drinking a lot trying to learn from my past mistakes yeah and now starts like the gravel section now we have like 30 to 35 miles of gravel to just get back to town essentially we're just biking relatively flat maybe some like rollies sure. uh just to get back you're in like a county road basically to town exactly yeah yeah like okay. rural county um farm roads that's nice and we really started to go down at this point. Like we we, we were starting to lose. Uh, it was vast majority of it was down. And there was these long, like two mile, gentle sloping down sections that were really nice. And I was feeling good. And so I, I pick up the pace and I'm like using no brakes at all. And just, you know, I, I'm, I think I'm up around 30, 35 miles an hour on this road. And there's some mud in the road. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, I'm just going to go through it. And I go through the mud and it's fine. And like there was so much mud on the pass previously. So I'm like literally caked in mud. The bike is caked in mud. I'm like, what's a little bit more mud? Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And I go through one little patch of mud and I go mud and I go through another little patch of mud and it starts to fling off my tires in a way that the mud previously on the pass didn't. If that is like different consistency and one little bit, one little bit of mud flies into my mouth and I go and I just go to lick it off, expecting it to taste like dirt. And I almost puked Mm. and I go and I slowed down and then I smelled it and I went, that's not mud. That's cow shit. You got a little poopy in your mouth. (laughs) Been there. I I have honestly been there. I look down and I am just flecked. Like I look like a Jackson Pollock painting of cow shit. <laughs> and so does my bike. And I turn uh, around and I scream at my at my companions. I go, I am covered in shit. And they go, we are too. <laughs> hey, at least y'all are, right? There's not one person who has to ride home in the back of the truck. Yeah. No, I was like literally, and I was like, no. And I, so the sucky part was my water bottles were on my fork. Ew. So my water bottles were covered in shit. <laughs> and I had no way so i'm like i you know though i can't drink those now you can uh take the lid off and then i'm gonna get a disease drink from it so i start rationing my water anyway 
I mean, we'll speed. That was the worst part was me just getting absolutely caked in shit. Like it was on my face. Like, like imagine yeah. a mud splatter, but just a shit splatter instead. Yeah. I've done that on, uh, well, like on four wheeler rides and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just, it turns you, out yeah. there's a cattle drive on that road, like earlier in the morning. Oh, beautiful. So you're just, yeah, it's just a minefield. <laughs> it was just fresh cow shit that was all <laughs> over the place. Love it. I, I start to really burn out. Um, my companions did great. They're much fitter than me. I did it. I was very, very tired and hurting really bad. I had to dig deep into the uh, pain cave to get it done. But uh, we, we got it done, you know, like we did it. We did the whole thing. And multiple times, the, the person that made the route asked me, they were like, do you, you know, we can just take the more direct route. Like, let's go the shorter way home. And I was like, no, like, let's do the route you made. And we did the route. And uh, I feel super duper roasted right now. I'm ex- extremely tired, but I feel very accomplished. Good. Nice. I'm proud of you. And my bike is currently sitting in my garage. I got home, took the bike out, put it in the garage, took all my clothes off, took a shower, and laid in bed. Yeah. But then the bike's yeah. currently sitting in the garage covered in shit. I think I haven't gone into my garage. I'm scared to because I think my garage is going to smell like cow shit. You definitely need to uh, open the garage and hose your bike off and let the garage air out for a few hours. Yeah. I <laughs> um, I have tomorrow off and I'm taking my bike to a, like a do-it-yourself car wash. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Pressure wash it. I've done that with my dad where you take the bikes to the car wash and, and don't even bother with, yeah, with just like a hose at home. The, like, the hose won't cut it. They, I, nope. I mean, at one point I got a flat tire um, and all I had to do was replace it. It wasn't a big deal, but it was after my, the, the shit explosion. And so I had to like, there was shit on my chain. Oh, beautiful. Like there was yeah. poo poo in my chain. And I was like, oh no, this bike is literally coated in shit right now. <laughs> you listen like, to what? Young Thug's new album? No. Pretty good. I didn't listen to Young Thug's. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. Is it? Yeah, he actually performed on SNL last night. It was pretty good. No way. Yes, I do. I honestly like Young Thug. Ever since he was on Drum's album, I like Young Thug. The only thing I know about Young Thug is that music video where the producer was like, uh, this asshole never showed up. Young Thug never showed up. So he made a whole music video without Young Thug there and just ex- explaining how much of an asshole Young Thug was the entire time and just not showing up, even though everything was ready. Um, and, and then, then Young in- Thug released the video. Yeah. Well, I don't think it was up to him. I think it was up to the record label. Sure. But- yeah, yeah, and then they released it, and then it went huge and got super popular. And I'm sure Young Thug got a bunch of money from that. But uh, yeah, I, that's all I know about Young Thug. I can't remember the name of the song, but if yeah, you like look I don't up know. Young Thug, I haven't seen there. that. But the one I like is Misunderstood. It's on Drums' album featuring Young Thug, and uh, it's a banger. I like that song a lot. I just listened to it this morning, actually. Okay, um, I'll give it a shot. And- Nate Ruiz makes his first appearance uh, on recorded music in years doing a single chorus on the uh, Young Thug album. Wow, who would have thought Young Thug would be the one to bring that man out of his hibernation? Right? Yes. And he was on SNL this weekend. It was so weird to like see him back out in, uh, in the wild again because I follow him on Twitter, which is a little bit of a privilege at this point because he has, uh, if you don't already follow him, you cannot view. He has a private Twitter. And I was just already following him, so I got like grandfathered in. And gotcha. he, po- he posts a lot about how shitty music was for him and how he just t- took the money and run or ran, basically. 
Yeah, I I mean I feel for I feel a little bit when people talk about the music industry and how shitty it is, but then I feel a little less because I know how much money they got paid. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, it's let's just it's not an industry designed for lifers, you know? It's not an ind- you're not supposed to operate at a high level, you know. I don't know how Unless you want you know, like a Vegas residency. Right. But honestly, you know, like Adele, man, she just like disappears for like years between albums. I feel like she barely does anything. And then she comes back, takes over the world. She'll have the Vegas residency, even if she took the next 50 years off. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. She just released a new single as well. She did. Yeah. And uh, you know what? She still knows how to sing. It sounds like every other Adele song, though. I don't know. Yeah. I was just like, okay. Hey, you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. <laughs> mm, okay. Um. I also watched Anchorman 2 today because that's the level I've been at. Why? Yeah. What the fuck? Not good. Yeah. You know, Movie's it, bad. Has, it has its moments. I'll say that. The lighthouse scene is one of the most frustrating things I have seen on film <laughs> in uh, long, in maybe forever. I hate, I fucking hate that scene. I can't stand well, that's, it. That's the fundamental flaw with the movie, right? Is that Ron Burgundy is, he in the first movie, he's kind of a dick you know he's 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 a blowhard but he's still likable in the second movie he's not likable whatsoever he's just an awful person (laughs) a fucking nightmare to be around yeah he would be awful to be around and uh you can like see the contempt in some of the actors eyes that they even have to be doing the movie and like it has its moments like there are some legitimately great jokes in it but yeah too much of it is steve carell and will ferrell screaming yeah 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 but uh, yeah Brick was just overdone. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I don't need Kristen Wiig as a brick surrogate. Like, no, thank you. That when those two first met, I thought was the funniest part of the movie. Oh, really? Disagree. When the, it, the first time I saw it, when those two first met, I thought that was the funniest part of the movie. I don't know what the funniest part of the movie for me is. Uh, that's a good question. It's not the lighthouse scenes. <laughs> it, it's like what, it's like such a, fanfare. It's like they only did it because they knew they would make a whole bunch of money. Like the well, fight yeah. scene and everything is like, I'm like, come oh, on. I hate it. There's so many cameos and it just goes on forever. It's like a 10 minute fight scene at the end of the movie. It's like the climax of the movie. And in the first movie, it happens like 40 minutes in. It's just like a set piece. And, and that's why don't... it was so funny to me. Exactly, because it comes out of nowhere. Like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. And then I got about 20 minutes left of uh, Don't Be a Menace, um, which is a Wayans Brothers movie. I can't remember. I, that. Yeah, that one sounds very familiar. Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. And uh, it's good. It's a lot better than other Wayans Brothers movies. Um, and and I want I want to put out... This is Marlon Wayne and Sean Wayans, the ones behind White Chicks. I like Damon Wayans, who did like Major Pain and Blank Man. Yeah, and he was coaching New Girl, right? That's who was his coaching son, Damon Wayans Jr. Also, very, also very funny. Uh, yeah, he and he's in Happy Endings as well. Um, I will say I might Damon put Major Pain is the dad in My Wife and Kids. Oh, okay. I might put Major Pain in my top five underrated movies. It's pretty good. I, I'd have to, I haven't watched it in a long time, but um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a good time. And, and it has like some legitimate heart to it as well. Yeah, that movie is excellent. I also, it's probably in the top five movies I've seen the most. Yeah, it's up there for me as well. It was always on TV and yep. I would just be like, yeah, I'll just watch Major Pain again. Yeah, it's not bad. So why not watch it? Yeah. What is the movie you've seen the most? 
The movie I've seen the most is honestly probably it's got to be Dumb and Dumber or probably Talladega Nights. Yeah, do because sometimes I think of like I'm trying to think of like a Christmas movie. I'm like maybe it's a Christmas movie that I've actually seen the most of. But I my answer I think is Eight Mile. I think I've seen Eight Mile an <laughs> ungodly number of times. My answer, if it's a Christmas movie, my answer would be Christmas Vacation. Which yes, I, I but. You know, I've probably only seen that 20 times or 25 times as opposed to Talladega Nights, which probably, you know, I haven't watched it. I don't watch it every year anymore, but I definitely as a kid watched it like eight, nine times a year. Like, oh, my God. Really? It was just it was just constantly on in my house. We like flip flop between that and Blades of Glory. Oh, see, that was Eight Mile. I mean, it's like the only thing my family could all agree on was weirdly Your family enough. all agreed on Eight Mile? On Eight Mile. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Your mom would, it, is like, oh, I don't want to watch whatever you picked. Put on eight mile. She would be like cool with that over like sports. That's fascinating. <laughs> You're like, hey, mom, you want to watch the new uh, Denzel Washington movie? She's like, nah, put on eight mile. <laughs> no, it was like it was like my dad was like, I want to watch the NFL. And my mom was like, I want to watch HGTV. And then we would flip through and I would go eight mile and they'd go, whatever. You're like, it's Oscar season, time to catch up. And they're like, eight mile, please. <laughs> yeah, so I'd watch it. That movie does not suck. I can also no, almost no, no, it do doesn't the, suck. I can almost do the last rap, like verbatim. It doesn't suck. I just find that hard to believe that that, not like I do believe it, but I think it's funny that that was the middle ground for your family. Yeah. yeah Our middle we- ground was like a knight's tale. Oh, that movie also is as very fine to watch if that makes yes. sense like yes. i will never watch that movie and be like i can't stand this movie but it's never gonna blow me away but i'm always gonna right. watch it and be like yeah a pretty good movie it's fine all right thanks everybody for picking out moss <laughs> there were moss on the trees when you were in the mountains right alex oh yeah when i was going past the trees i thought moss i hope this word this week's word is moss okay time for a police blotter okay A caller reported a verbal dispute at a property concerning a will. Officers responded and separated the parties for the night. Oh, like an estate, like, like that's some Hollywood shit. Now, I like to think that when my parents pass away, my sister and I will get along and, and be able to handle everything. But just know, Alex, as an only child, you don't have anyone to fight over the will with. No, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a unique position because I've had... You know, people in my life pass away and my my parents all have siblings and I've watched them go to battle. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is such a shitty thing. Like in a just world, we would not be fighting over someone we loved who left things behind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it it sucks that. Yeah, it it sucks that people get thrust into that situation on top of the grief. You have to find your way through that. Yeah, and it was never like fighting over who gets what. It was more fighting like it's hard. How are it's we hard gonna to... enact all of this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because it's like selling houses. Sometimes it's moving yeah, exactly. things out of houses. It's yeah, dealing That's, with property. It's that stuff, you know. And they're, they're they're arguing about when the estate sales happening and stuff like sure, that. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I can't do next Tuesday. Anyway, yeah, yeah. While trying to grieve. <laughs> while trying to get a caller reported a dog followed them for a few blocks and would not stop 
An officer responded and took the dog to the pound. The owner was contacted, picked up the dog at the pound, and was issued a citation for animal at large. Oh my God, this is crazy. Uh, so I went on a hike, not a far hike at all. This was, uh, I don't know, actually the day after it snowed, like a foot and a half. And I asked someone to go on a winter hike with me. And she had a dog, so she brought her dog. And we just mm-hmm. went, it was seriously like, I think it was a mile and a half one direction. So like three miles round trip. Like it was not a big deal. She, we, we get to the parking lot. There's only one other car in the parking lot. And it's these people putting skins on their skis to go backcountry okay. skiing. Yep. And it's like, okay. And we're like, hello. And they're like, hiya. And they had this little puppy, cute as shit, little puppy cow dog named Lou. And we start walking up the road and Lou is playing with the person I'm with dog. and so. They were kind of like Lou was kind of following us and we were like, okay, you know, like go back, go back. And then we get to like the start of the trail and Lou's still with us. So we're like, oh my God. And now we're like out of eyesight of the parking lot. So we're like, oh my God. So we turn around and walk them back and they're still in the parking lot, like just getting the final touches before they start up the mountain. And they're like, all right, all right. They thank you. And they're like too chill. Are there people on the planet that are too chill? Yeah, they don't. They don't really want to have any responsibility for keeping their dog with them. It, I mean, I I was pretty frustrated already at this point, and then we're like, okay, and the guy like half ass tries to like swipe the uh, the leash on the collar, and it doesn't really work because it's a puppy, and the puppy's literally like bouncing all over the place and all excited. It's not Lou's fault in the slightest. And then Lou just starts playing with my friend's dog again. And so we're like, well, we're going on a fucking hike. And Lou just comes with. <laughs> we were gone for an hour. These people didn't give a fuck That's about their dog. Huh. Luckily, we're nice people. And, you know, Lou, like, went on a hike with us. <laughs> uh, yeah. We just took That's like dog a liability and- issue. I would not Yeah, do we were that. like, what the fuck? And we get down. And they're just sitting in their car. Like, they had done a run. And they were just sitting in their car waiting for us to return. <laughs> and they just open the car door and Lou just runs and jumps in the car and they're just like they're so chill it's like driving me fucking insane they're just like oh yeah. hey man thank you and then we're just like I don't say anything because I'm like I'm gonna say some rude shit yep. and the, the the person I was with was like yeah, yeah yeah you're welcome I mean she's not happy either and then he like then we're like getting into my truck and he pulls up and he goes thanks again I guess Lou made a new friend Here's my card. I'll give you one guess as to what that chill of people would hand a card out for. Uh, he works at a dispensary. That was everyone else's guess, which is a good guess. It was um, acupuncture and holistic medicine. Ah, there it is. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you, huh. you are fucking bad dog owners. Really bad yeah. dog owners. <laughs> Sorry, that was a long story, but you just said that in the police blotter, and that's like literally exactly what happened to us. All right, last one. A clerk from a retail business advised they were being harassed by an individual who they refused to sell cigarettes without an ID. Officers responded and made contact with the individual. The manager of the business issued a trespass letter, which was served to the individual by officers. Um, one, don't do that if you don't have your ID. Two, what is a trespass letter? Why? What is? What is? What is this like? What is? Is my hometown like so old fashioned that we're like writing treaties? Like, do not come into the store. I like to imagine that the the cop writes it right there, though. 
like in front of the person. And so the, the shop owner's like, I would like to write a trespassing letter against that person right there. And the cop's writing it and then spins around and goes, here you go. You are now trespassing. And the person's like, yeah, I was here the whole time. I could hear yeah. what was happening. <laughs> yeah. I could have run away if I wanted yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that, that was interesting to me, but. What was it like a child? It had to have been because you have to be 18. Right. And so or just someone who didn't bring their ID, you know, like, yeah, but I'm saying they must their- have looked young enough that they looked under 18 or at least close enough to 18 that you they have to be 21 now, don't you to buy tobacco? What? I think you do. I don't know. I I don't think I've ever bought tobacco. Legitimately, I think I can say that with a straight face. Uh, yeah, that happened in 2019. They raised it from 18 to 21. I bought tobacco on my 18th birthday for my uncle, who was also my boss. And uh, the clerk was not proud of me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what, what a classy move that is. Yeah. Hey, folks, if you want to hear us talk about something other than moss next month, join our Patreon, patreon.com slash ginger on ginger. We've got a small but lively crew over there who gives us the wackest shit to talk about every month. <laughs> so, they're really having a fun time just torturing us. Yeah, we would love to have you come torture us as well. Hold us down, clamp our nipples, do what you will. But other than that, we'll see you next week. Uh, bye. Bye. Ginger on Ginger is brought to you by Major Pain 2. Alex and I are starring in it, and it's not going to be very good, but go see it.